welcome to Spreading the Good Stuff, a podcast for regional women who want to thrive in their work, wellness, family and community. We share stories of triumph, challenge, growth and change in business and in life and offer helpful insights and advice to empower you to live your best life, however that looks for you. Welcome back to Spreading the Good Stuff. Um, This is episode 12 and I'm Christy O'Brien. I'm Katrina Myers. And I'm Leonie Cannon. So today we're um, sort of shifting pace a little bit and talking about wellness in work. Um, We all work from home. Um, Leonie and I run a business from home, a boutique media and communications business, and um, we work part-time but sometimes it feels like full-time. And Katrina... um, you're on the farm at yep, Barron. We've got Barron Avocados. Barron Avocados. I'm the business here with my husband, although he does most of the work now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not true. You do lots of bits and pieces. So yes. we sort of have, you know, um, different work environments um, and we know that some of you guys will be working for others or some of you might be running businesses from home. So we're just going to touch on some different sort of challenges and um, successes we've had along the way with different tips and tools. Um, and today, specifically, we're going to talk about boundaries. So... Working from home, um, it can be tricky um, if you don't have boundaries in place, but also working um, anywhere if you don't have boundaries for the role that you're doing or um, the tasks that you um, feel comfortable doing. It it can be quite challenging. So um, probably for me, the biggest thing um, that I've learnt is just having a boundary around um, the skills that we have and and not wanting to go outside that because sometimes when you start your own business, We've been in business now for seven years, more than seven years, and, and at the start we wanted to say yes to everything and mm. um, and we probably did that. And, and that definitely brought its own challenges. So having having boundaries about, you know, what you set out to do, sometimes you can go down a path without even knowing that you're on the path and you get to the end and go, how did we get here? And that happened. Absolutely. Mm. And, um, Several times. Yeah, and I think we um, we learned from that. And even you, Katrina, in your business, like, you know, on the farm, you would have had to change things to cope with things like drought or mm. whatever else happening. So um, h- how do you set set the boundaries for that and when do you make those decisions about changing course, I suppose? Mm. So I guess for me it was it's kind of one of those things where it just happened because things were out of control. So you can't like when we first came back to the farm and we started the business and we had young kids and and we had no idea what we were doing. So it was all a bit crazy. Yep. You just kind of do everything. Yep. And you wing it and you try to learn everything. Similar and so to us. Yeah. <laughs> and I I've spoken to lots of people, this is the same thing. Like the first couple of years is just hectic. It, Flying blind. Oh, yep. And you've got you don't even know about time management or any of these productivity things or like because you're just yeah. so head down, bum up, just trying to learn everything. So it's been a natural progression, I guess, for me through lots of, you know, lots of learnings and listening to podcasts and going to workshops and courses and all that sort of stuff to learn about what you can, what's possible. But also, I guess it's maybe having that confidence. Yep. Because at the start, when you don't really know what you're doing, you don't have the confidence to be able to say no to things Mm. or to know what to say no to or to know what to prioritise or what you can delegate. So it all just happens kind of. For, for me, certainly it's happened as a natural progression as I've got more comfortable with the business. And I've seen the same with Tim. Like he's so much more comfortable every year that you do things, especially on a farm with the seasons. Yep. So you go through the same processes. Every year he gets more and more relaxed mm. with and knowing what to do and can improve things and there's space to. So <clears throat> but the big thing 
the first boundary that I really put in place consciously was um, not working when the kids were around. Yeah, right. So I found that really hard at the start. Mm. I was just trying to – they'd get home from school and I'd still be working and, and it just – yeah, that was the first number one thing I had to realise. Okay, mm. as soon as the kids are home from school, that's it. Laptops mm. away. Um, I don't I do not do anywhere near as much now as what I used to do, so it's yep. actually it's easier to manage that too. And this year I've almost had the year off totally from the farm yep. <laughs> with Henry. So, But saying no to things still um, has to happen in your life when you oh. are asked to speak at things and with your other, yep. you know, I suppose Community non-work commitments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's a big thing because all, all that's volunteer. And the speaking thing's been a big thing for me recently. I've had to say no to quite mm. a few things. And I used to, I still struggle with it. I yeah. find it really hard to say no. It is but hard. Yep. at the same time, I just have to because it's not just the event mm. that you're speaking at. It's the lead up, it's the preparation, it's the organising the kids, right. it's the expecting Tim to then get the kids off the bus or whatever mm-hmm. it is while I'm there. Um, so I have had to say no to yep. quite a few things. And a lot of it's not paid. I don't mind doing the local ones paid, but it's getting to the point now where I've done enough yeah. free things. I really need yeah. to start And that's a whole other that. conversation oh, too, isn't it? You it know, is I, actually. I listened to a podcast a while ago, um, the brand newsroom actually, yeah. um, one of our favourites, and, and it talked about when to do stuff for free. It was really interesting. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> and they, the three of them, which all, they do a lot of speaking um, on this podcast um, in their media and sort of comms area marketing and they were saying, you know, um, if it's an event where people pay to go to, then you know, and they're paying for the speakers, then you should ask to be paid. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah. if, it, if it's if it's not, if everyone else who's speaking is doing it for nothing, then then mm. that's where you know, mm. which I really haven't thought about before. But it's um, it is a tricky one when you want to do everything. Yes, you know, and, and if it's a charity event or whatever, it, it can be a bit tricky. Mm. But that's been a real boundary that I've had to put in place. Is and actually, Tim is really good at this. His advice is just say no first. <laughs> And then go back because I always say, yeah, yeah, and then I think about it. I'm like, oh, gosh, I can't do that. Who was the person who suggested to say, can I get back to you? What was that off? Yeah, that was at that wasn't it? Yeah, um, imagine the possibilities, the time management. Oh, Kemi, no? Kemi, maybe rather than or, just know, yeah. like, can, can I get back to you? And even just to yes, give, might have been. Mm. Who was that? Kemi. Kemi. Yeah, yeah, even just to give yourself twenty four hours to think about something, and and we certainly um, were guilty of that when we first started in mm-hmm. business, weren't we, Lee? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's been a huge boundary for me, just saying no mm. uh, and not not having to do everything. And it's okay. There'll be other opportunities and just, yeah. And from a networking point of view, even even in relation to saying no to, to work, but just saying no to those things where you feel like you should go to and be seen at and, you know, meet people and put yourself mm. out there. Mm. And, you know, because you can only put yourself out there so many times yep. um, before it starts taking its toll um, on your home life mm. and your personal life. and You've got to prioritise. Yeah, so. you do. And I think we talked about this in the last episode too, it's sort of writing down what's important mm-hmm. and, you know, there's so many areas we'd all like to contribute in and coming from re- regional communities we want to contribute to everything but sometimes you have to talk about what's important to you and, mm. and choose an area that, that fits with you because you cannot physically do it all. Do everything, no. can you? Mm. And it's the people that affects around you as well. That's been a big thing because I know this last couple of months is always the busiest couple of months of the year yeah. for Tim on the farm. Yep. And so, and it's, but it also happens to be always when I get asked to do more things because yeah. it must be the spring and it's the time yeah. of year. So, you know, we've struggled in past years where I've said yes to things and then it affects Tim so mm. much because – Yep. he's flat out as well and so mm. I've really had to mm. make a conscious effort not to do as much because it does affect and your kids because you're stressed totally yeah. so that's you know sometimes we can't even if you want to do it all and you think you can that's right. it's the people that affects around you as well it's really important it's so, so those Im- boundaries are so important so important and particularly for someone like you 
as it always happens, the more you do and the more you say mm. yes to and the more you put yourself out there, the more people will come and ask. Exactly. So it is so important to be clear on those boundaries because those mm. requests are going to exactly. increase. So what about you, Lee? Have you got tips on putting boundaries in place or things that have yeah, worked for you? Yeah, a lot of it's trial and error and a lot of it's changed over the years. And as Christy said, with our business, which we started seven or, or eight years ago at that time when we started it, um, we were working you know, part-time in other jobs as well and I was working in politics at that stage and kids were really young, were babies and sort of the three of them all pretty close in age. And for me, my splendid word work was happening at night, so mm. I'd work, you know, two or three days during the week in the politics role, um, and then in the evenings I'd come home. Once I'd got the kids to bed, then mm. I'd hit the computer, and That's you know, for, for years that was <laughs> yeah, that was how it worked. But but I think it's also important to know that you know when you're starting out in business, um, and I know there'll be plenty of our, our listeners who have their own businesses. Everyone knows that you've got to put in the hard yards yeah. Oh, yeah. at the start. Yeah, like you're, you're kidding yourself if you think you can start a business and and have mm. really clear boundaries around yeah, your hours totally. and going oh, to work and, and saying you know no to clients. It's you just can't do it at the start. So at the start, we we really worked hard, really, yeah. really pushed ourselves hard, and probably too hard at times um, where, where it did have a, a negative impact on family and other parts of your life. But We were pretty honest at that time, though. Yeah, I think that, we that was were. the hardest thing and just to sort of actually say to each other, hey, this is not what I thought it was going to look like or, <laughs> yeah. or, you know, figuring out that we're do, doing something and then going, this, we don't, we don't want to do this ever again. You know, even something as little as, and I mean, I think I've been three years now, wholly and solely the splendid word, um, and this is my first year without any kids at mm. home. So this year has been a massive change for me and I felt like it's been a lot easier to set boundaries for myself and for, for clients. But up until that point, um, yeah, it was it was really, really challenging and um, something really little that made me realise how I hadn't set any boundaries was up until I think this year when I, when I stopped doing the night work, I realised... I, I had forgotten something as simple as how to sit down in the evening and watch TV. I have not watched TV in the evening <laughs> for years. You're not I, missing much. I, I know that. No, but I but know what you mean. there are people who yeah. look at me and I think they think I'm lying. <laughs> I, actually, I actually didn't know how to. Because you were so out of the habit, you just couldn't. automatically went back to work. Well, I even go into my office to do something when I didn't really even need, need to. to because that's just. What you did. Yeah, always yeah. done it. So this year has been a real exercise in um, watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness, anything I you recommend? A serious workout. Catching up. Yeah, no, I still don't watch much TV. But um, I think sometimes you, when you when you have more time on your hand, and this happened to me when my yeah. kids went to school. Like I had five days a week. I'm like, wow, this is oh. going to be so awesome. And then for the first three months, I was completely lost. Like yeah. I didn't know what to do with myself. I had well, zero. You think you've got heaps of time, so you don't get it done. I had zero time yeah. management. I was depressed. I'm sure. Like I, Troy was coming home at lunchtime just to check on me because I obviously I had that empty nest syndrome as well. But I was yeah. like, gee, this is meant to be awesome, and it was terrible. Yeah. But yeah, then I kind of as that first year you know kind of moved on I started going okay well I, I set a few more boundaries in my week yeah and even just you know we talked about this before just putting in your email what days you are in the office because if 
if, if people think you're in the office every day and, and but you're trying to get other stuff done that might not be work-related, like you're going to feel like you're on call all mm. the time or you have to respond. But just putting that, you know, I work in the office, you know, Tuesdays, Thursdays and, you know, half a Friday, it gives me permission to, mm. on a Monday, just, you know, focus on our renovation project or do stuff with the kids at school or yeah. – and even on my phone, I have it on my phone as well, which I'd kind of forgotten about and I had someone ring on the weekend and just say, oh, it was so lovely to hear that, you know, that you don't – the days you work and the days you don't because – she just started a business from home as well. She's like, I so need to do that to give myself mm. permission because I feel like because I've just started, I have to be on call 24-7. Yeah. And we all do that. And I think whether you work for someone else or for yourself, you have to have those boundaries, you know. Oh, definitely. Because if you don't, and, you know, I was reading an, an article about um, email responding and um, in a country, um, I think it's overseas in France, their government has introduced the right to disconnect law, which Ooh. I know, which is pretty... Like what, just not have email right? at all? Well, you don't have to respond if you're not oh. at work. So this is really oh, cool. That's, that's a big thing, isn't it? Especially mm-hmm. if you're working in a workplace because there's a huge expectation well, to... Yep. So it's yeah. German companies such as VW have already enforced similar policies where you don't mm-hmm. have to respond unless you're at work. So not on holidays or on weekends. Obviously, 24-hour industries such as medicine and finance and journalism, politics, um, yep. it's not feasible. But, you know, how often do we sit and look at our emails like at mm-hmm. night on weekends? And, and we're all guilty of it. So It's not productive um, at all because you can't respond properly at those and, times anyway. And that's definitely not just specific to those who run their own businesses. Oh, everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. are employed by But it's just, cre- it's just yeah. crept in. And I feel like when you talk about boundaries, that's probably one of the biggest oh, ones. Even taking we, it off your phone. Like we started, yes. didn't we, late this year, like on the school holidays, just trying to have a week each where we don't have to respond at all. Yep. And yep. putting an email response, I'm out of the office for a week. Yep. That has been huge, even just mentally. Taking all social media off phones. Yep. Yeah. All that sort of stuff. Even just yeah, for a week because cool. it's not possible to yep. do it all the time. Yep. Um even on weekends, you know, um, when we're doing work for other people, you do have to sort of check in. But yep. I try and have a rule with myself, like um, from sort of Friday to, to Sunday night or even Monday morning, try not and, and, and do much on social media, particularly from a work point of view, yeah. just to sort of give myself those boundaries because yeah. otherwise it just um, takes over. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I've, I've found, and I think you touched on this before too, one of the biggest challenges with setting a boundary, when, a boundary when you do work from home is that that physical boundary and that your office is inside your home and it's really hard to have that clear boundary and that clear line of when you knock off work for the day and take that hat off the working hat and put on the the parenting hat or whatever um that it's still sitting there you can still see it of course in the room and and Mm. you know there's that temptation always to quickly just send one last email or check it or quickly finish off a job um that that's been a really challenging one for me um and I, yeah, I'm still working towards that because still at times I, I creep back I think in. We're and, all are, yeah. yeah. And that leads into multitasking, which is a, a whole other conversation. Yeah, that's own, with isn't that, it? That's you know, which we'll we'll touch on. Yeah, yeah in but, the future. But I sort of one that helped me there was I, I, I set the boundary around work, similar to you, Katrina, when the kids get home, and I pretty much have, you know, eight till four and eight eight a.m. till four p.m. window because the kids catch the bus to and from school. Um, across three days of the week, which are my designated working days, and then the other two I, I will still work but, you know, it might only just be for the morning or the afternoon or as an as, as needed kind of basis. But um, I did say it out loud that, okay, from now on as soon as the kids walk in the door at four, I'm, I'm done with work. And now, and the kids know that, I put that out there because I knew I needed help with being accountable on that. Yeah. And so if I do creep in there and they see me, 
they call me out. Do they? Yeah, yeah, good on them. My kids yeah. are the same. Mum, you said no phone when we're oh, around. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. I did say that. That's right. So yeah. that's, that's, that's good because sometimes you do with boundaries, you need that accountability. And even Definitely. like, you know, I have teenage kids now, so we spend our weekends telling our kids to get off their screens mm. and then we look at each other and here we are on the couch like scrolling through social media. So, you yes. know, like we need to all be accountable and have those boundaries. And, and even if we say, righto, and, and if, often with kids I find with teenagers, it's like, well, you can't just say get off your phone. I mean, you can, but you need to give your kids an alternative, you know. Yeah, like, so well, let's go and do We're something together or let's go, you know, let's go out for a bike ride or a coffee or you know yeah. like you know just sort of not to say get off because why should I, I you know, know. Yeah. <laughs> particularly when they see us doing work in inverted commas yeah. so which that, we say a, we're doing well that's a good reason for us to have those boundaries in place exactly. too isn't it because we're setting a good example for our kids too yeah. and I found that to be a big so one too. important yeah. I imagine I mean with all of our works we've talked about some of the challenges and and the with the boundary setting, but I look at someone like your husband too, Christy, mm. like how, when you work in real estate, how do you set, yeah. oh, how, how do you, you get off? Because they are that. just on. Yeah, they, they are. Yeah. It's challenging. Yeah, it, you definitely. But you just do it. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. possible. It's yeah, you have to have expectations. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know when our kids are really little, um, you know, because when you walk in the door, the kids want to come up and give you a hug and a kiss when they're little. And, and often I used to say to Troy, finish your phone call in the car yeah. before you come. Because yep. if you come in the gate with your phone here and the kids cuddle you, like yep. now they don't even look up because they're on their phones. <laughs> 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 they're on Snapchat. So that's uh, about cherishing those moments <laughs> when they're little. big hug. <laughs> no hug. I think there's an ad on telly like that when the dad comes home from work and the two teenagers kind of look up and go back yeah. to their computers. So. But that's where you kind of can have those open conversations and, you know, our kids would never have their phones at the dinner table or, you know, like they have to have, they're also old enough like that they know that if we go out for dinner or even at home, there's no way they would sit on their phones at the dinner table because we don't either. So you have to have rules and expectations and and talk about them openly because, yeah, yeah, it can't be, um, it can't be a mixed message. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But boundaries can be fun. You can have fun with them as well. Like there is an app you can have on your phone, which kind of manages how much time your kids spend on their phone and all that sort of stuff as well and it's even more shocking when you um monitor your own use oh, exactly. <laughs> sometimes yeah you know? so that's I think, a good example of how having those boundaries for ourselves and in our work can then filter through to your home life as well really isn't totally it? Yeah. 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 yeah so because i mean work has crept into life more so than it mm. did mm. 10 20 years ago oh, so exactly it's a whole different landscape and we have to keep moving with it we can't just sort of um yeah let it take over which mm. it has you yeah know? Mm. yeah so it definitely has. So, um, yeah, that's probably um, mm. it on that. Should we go to what we're loving? We might finish with what we're loving this week. Um, I might start. Yep, you start. Mine's com- completely sort of not related to, to work. Um, I'm loving just reading through home home magazines at the moment because we're about to start a renovation and um, – you know, I didn't buy magazines for a long time. I suppose I was trying to save on the on the paper and the mm. recycling, you yeah. know. But I just feel like sometimes there are so many things you can look at online on Pinterest and whatever, but just to have a magazine and yeah. I've been tearing out pages and scrapbooking a little bit as well and also using an online tool called Trello, which we'll talk about in um, upcoming episodes, which we use for work. But I'm yeah. also using it as um, an online platform to talk about um, – what we like as far as um, each room, like images and, um, yeah, so that's yeah. been really fun to have use. Have you tried that house app? I well? have used that, yeah, yeah which is, mm. is fine, but I find there's so much on it, yeah. like, yes. with, like with Pinterest, unless you're really specific about what you're looking for, it's kind of just overwhelming. Mm. Whereas if I can rip out a page yeah, from sure. a magazine and stick it in my book, um, yep. which sounds a bit archaic, but I'm a bit old-fashioned like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm loving. Yeah. I just thought of one, actually. Um, um, what I'm loving at the moment is... 
I've been, it's been really nice for me lately working on getting my fitness and like eating back on track again after breastfeeding. Yeah. Nice. So I've been loving that. There's this really cool, it's a foodie podcast. It's called The Real Food Real. Right. And it's really good all about that because I don't know um, about you, but I find all that, the gut stuff and the probiotic stuff and the no carbs and the keto, all that's quite, you know, it was all very new for me. Yeah. And I've been doing, trying to do like less carbs high protein, high fat, and it's been really good. I haven't been having headaches. Mm. So that's been awesome. Mm. And so this podcast is really helpful for kind of getting you on the right track. My good friend, oh, you should also follow Rachel Robertson Fitness. She's awesome. She's she's just started a blog too. Oh, it's so good. We have to interview her one day, but she's doing just so, yeah, wonderful things. Her email's brilliant and her podcast, um, not her podcast, her her blog's great. So I do fitness classes with her twice a week as well. And so she's got me on to thinking about all this sort of stuff. So I've been yeah. loving that. It's just been nice. Yeah, cool. And seeing the results mm. of eating better and yeah. you know, exercising more and stuff. And it must been, be nice to have that bit of space for you again yeah. now after. Yeah, you know, it's great. And not having to worry about. baby bubble. Yes, and when you're breastfeeding, there's all that pressure to eat, mm. you know. So yeah. it's just nice to be able to think about, okay, what's well, best for my health. I mean, you should always eat healthy, of course. But, yeah, yeah just try being able to try new things has been fun. So, yeah. Yep. Cool. Awesome. The Real Food Real. Try okay. that one. All right. Uh, and mine is a podcast as well. Um, there's a thousand of them on my phone at the moment. But <laughs> this one I've been listening to for a long time. That is a work-related one. And it's probably industry, it is industry specific um, for those that are working in the, the communications industry. It's called The Brand Newsroom. Christy touched on it just before. And it is for anyone who, um, I guess, has a say in how businesses yep. communicate with their people so which is very much what we do with our work um and yeah it's a great one and it's there's, there's three on the the panel um and they just chat about lots of different areas of work not always specific to the comms industry but a lot of it is and i just find that it's really oh, it's helpful great. for us because we are freelancing and we tend to work in a bit of a, a silo at times it's great to have those kind of people to and I think it's great from any business point of view because they really give a snapshot of what's happening in marketing right oh, now definitely. with all the tools that we all use, but it's right. just so succinct. So, for I mean, we listen to it because we work in the yeah. space, but for anyone that's in business, mm, awesome. it's mm. such a key part of what people do is is communicating with their clients and their people. So, um, you And know, very palatable want, too. Yeah, it's if very If you want to get better at that and yep. you, you want some really great um, – advice and, and tips on how to go about doing it then that's yep. one that i'd highly recommend so the brand newsroom awesome and we'll put all the links to all these um podcasts and programs in the show notes so pop over to the splendidword.com.au where all the show notes of all of our epi- episodes are so that's where the podcast podcast <laughs> sorry <laughs> podcast homepage exists so um yeah thanks for joining us hope you enjoyed mm. the conversation around wellness at work and we'll continue next week <gasps> And then uh, we tell them that you guys are off to the Ubud Writers oh, Festival. Yes, no. So wow. exciting. I don't think we've mentioned that on the podcast. No, and actually we? when this episode goes to air, we'll be there. At the Ubud Writers oh, Festival. And we think that, oh, well, you guys, I think you were joking, but I reckon you should do one live from, we even could. though I won't be there, but it would be so cool. We could have a quick chat. It'd be awesome. Maybe we could try and interview one of the cool writers. That or would be very cool. Yeah, we could. So, yeah, so the next. We might be too busy just oh, relaxing just, and yeah. drinking. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. So, so yeah, that one, one, one of these will air while you guys are over there and the next one will be back for the next. More conversations around work. Yeah. Mm. So we look forward to chatting then. Excellent. Thanks for joining us. Bye for now. You've been listening to Spreading the Good Stuff, the podcast. Remember, you can subscribe over at iTunes. We'd love you to leave us a rating. And you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the handle Spreading the Good Stuff. 
You can find all our show notes and previous episodes at our website, thesplendidword.com.au. Thanks for listening.